Hello, club members! I'm Kate, and welcome to another exciting mini-meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. We're a podcast slash internet community where we talk about all things horror, usually scary movies, but also true crime, the paranormal, and today... We have our mini episode where we get to cut loose and kind of talk about whatever we want that isn't specific to any specific horror movie. And uh, I have someone super important, super special to me. Um, that would be my brother, Austin. Hi. It's so nice to be here. That's my brother. You might have um, heard Austin before. If you've met him before, it was probably on our Scream. Which one was that? Scream 5? No, I think it was. Well, oh, maybe. Yeah, it was. We were doing. I think we were talking about. Scream, yeah, Scream 5. Yeah, 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 yeah. The new one. No, yeah, not Scream 6, though. Have you seen Scream 6? Oh, God, yeah. I saw it right when it came out. Wait, Scream, oh, my God, yes. I, I forgot that. See, that's not a great sign that I forgot that I had seen it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's not good. Not oh, good no. Thing. Well, you know, interestingly, we're not talking about Scream. Usually when I'm talking to Austin... Um, about horror movies we're talking about Scream because as you might have learned on our Scream episode he has seen he how many times would you say you've seen the original oh god Scream? I mean probably a thousand times or more because I used to fall asleep every night watching it so like and I've picked up that habit from you oh goodness so like whenever I can't sleep and I'm not usually someone who sleeps with the tv on or anything like that but if I can't sleep I'll put that like, I, like that's that's the one I put on I know it just it's like a comfort it just helps you sleep it's just it just that drew Barry right more scream sleep. in the beginning I mean just oh my god basically a lullaby uh, literally <laughs> I mean I never get better sleep and then I never make it through the 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 intro either I always doze off before she gets murdered, I know I do too perfect, so. <laughs> the popcorn's not even burnt Hell by no. the time we're asleep it's great it's good um, well, today we're actually not talking about Scream. Super weird. Um, we're talking about our other shared favorite scary movie. I'm going to call it a scary movie just because we've kind of like Austin gave a little shrug just because we on this on this show, if we want something, something to be horror, we just kind of like kind of take that square peg and shove it in that round hole. And so that's what we've done. Yes. And I'm doing it again. <laughs> I'm doing it again because I want to talk about. Well, musicals all the time and Beetlejuice all the time. So we should talk about the Beetlejuice musical, uh, right? Most definitely. And Austin saw this musical. He knows more about its inception than I do, probably. You know, don't shrug. You got to see it in D.C. I did. I did. I saw it before it even went to Broadway. Um, yeah. And I uh, it, it was uh, it's a it was crazy to see the signs out on the street. I didn't even know it was going to be a musical. And I just saw <gasps> the sign on the street. And I was like, oh, my God. And this was before Broadway. So. And yeah, way before it went to Broadway. Because Austin, similar to Scream, Austin has had an equal, should I say obsession or love? It's obsession. Obsession. <laughs> it's obsession. And, and shared, because I have two, with Beetlejuice. Um, Austin has like the handbook for the recently deceased. Oh um, yeah, I got the hand. What else oh, do you my have? Gosh. I got the hand. You made that sculpture. I made the sculpture, the the one that's like a Christmas tree hand type thing. I don't know. One of Delia Dietz's. The sculptures. iconic sculpture. Um, I have like uh, pamphlets that say from the handbook re recently deceased. Um, Beetlejuice cards, um, and gaming cards. Uh, I have the Costumes. costume. I mean, I literally have everything you can think of to be Beetlejuice. So. Oh my gosh, for Halloween, and I really do want to do this. We always talk about we need to do the Sanderson sisters and do a group costume with Emma, but I also want to do like a gender bent Lydia and Beetlejuice situation with me and oh you. Oh my God, that would be wonderful. It, with the red dress, oh you God. in the red dress. Yes. I, I love know. the red dress. Well, if I wear the red dress, you'll have to wear the maroon tuxedo, the suit. Yeah, the suit yeah. thing. Yes, of course. I I want to wear that so badly. I want to be Beetlejuice. I, I love him. Um, so I was. I didn't have an opportunity to see this. I remember Austin going to see the musical whenever it was in previews in D.C. And he called me and he was like absolutely raving about it. And I was so jealous because like I don't live in a spot or at that time I really didn't live in a spot where I would see musicals like that. But now I live somewhere where we get Broadway tours. And so I... I think it was like two months ago, I went to see Beetlejuice. I got student tickets and I saw it like in the nosebleeds 
at this venue and it was so it so exceeded my expectations because I have like like Austin like this special love affinity it's like a special spot for Beetlejuice so I'm very protective of it and I don't want people messing with it no 100% which is another reason I'm a little bit nervous I'm nervous about the sequel oh my god let's talk about that for a second I have been yeah tell me about the sequel girl oh my god so I have been following this since I was in diapers or whenever or however long I've been able to Google, <laughs> you know, like Beetlejuice 2, when's it happening? <laughs> yeah. Beetlejuice 2, is it happening? And you have all these pop-ups. Yeah, you know, ask like, Jeeves. Like Us Weekly or whatever those dumb tabloids are that are like, oh, oh yeah, Beetlejuice yeah. 2 is happening or whatever. And I'm like, this ain't happening. Yeah, and you would send them to me. I'm like, Austin, stop getting my hopes up. I swear to God, you've been saying this for years. Years and years. <laughs> I mean, I think it's been 35 years since the release. And um, yeah, but finally oh God, they no. started. Really? Yeah, it came out in 1988. I think March of 88. Oh. <gasps> um, Oh my god! And yeah, so they finally—they're finally getting it together. Uh, they got the script. They're—they're they're already filming. <laughs> I know they're already filming, and they're filming in I think in England um, somewhere right now. But yeah, so I am super pumped. I saw like a little snippet of Winona Ryder dressed back up as uh, Lydia <gasps> Dietz with those bangs and that goth oh my god. look, and I was so happy. Like it looked just like. Old I'm so happy writer. she's oh, in me it. Too. And they're bringing back Catherine O'Hara to play Delia Dietz. Oh my god! So I'm so happy. Um, you know, of course, I love the original cast. I would love to see Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, but I think they're all having some issues right now, especially little Alec. But uh, yeah, Alec's got his hands full. I don't know if he's right coming aboard. Um, and then Gina Davis, I don't think has acted, and God knows, I don't know how long, but. Um, but no, I, I think whatever her. they do, she's, it'll be good. I'm looking up Gina Davis to make sure she's okay. Just real quick. I know. She kind of. She's just, okay. Okay, good. She's okay. Yeah. Like she just, I think she kind of stepped away to raise her children. And I don't know. But also, I don't think like Hollywood treated her right. Of course they didn't. No. Like of she course was they young didn't. and beautiful. And, you know, they took advantage of her. And then whenever she aged out, they just quit. You know, they just sort of like, oh. Oh, my God. I know. It's. Oh, their loss. I, I hope she's happy. I know. Yeah. Well, we love her. Love she's Gina, she's yeah. timeless. We love Gina Davis. Um, I'm excited about the sequel. I'm nervous about the sequel. Michael Keaton's got. I know. In thank it God. Too. Yeah, they got Michael. Thank back. God. Thank God. I'm like, you cannot put. I mean, they were talking about uh, Johnny Depp playing Beetlejuice, which is not. No, 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 no. I, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I would love to see Johnny Depp in a Beetlejuice film, but there's no way he can. Re- play Beetlejuice because Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice. No, so. he owns it. I know. And I think he even like improv so much of that stuff too. Like He did. Yeah. He, most of his dialogue was in, improv. Yeah. Um, and he like even picked out the makeup. He had make- a lot yeah. to do with it. Yeah. See, look at me trying to t- teach Austin <laughs> fun facts about Beetlejuice. What am I doing? I You're like, I know. I already know that. <laughs> I know that. Well, similarly, whenever Beetlejuice, and I'm going to talk a little bit just because I you know, I'm a little bit of a theater geek. And so I was really interested in like how Beetlejuice the musical came to happen so many years after the movie. Because like you said, the movie was 1988 and the premiere in D.C. was 2018. Mm-hmm. So literally, what, 30 years? Oh, yeah, after? it was 30 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 30, 30 years. years. Yeah. And, and it didn't go to Broadway until the next year, 2019. And I was like, how did this come to be who was asking for a Beetlejuice musical you know like I'm grateful. I know I mean I never would have thought they could have made a musical out of it and whenever I saw that happen I was like oh my god but I loved it I so you liked the whenever you went and saw it in previews I remember you gushing about it but I know that the previews version was very it's very different than the final version that we ended up having Oh, yeah. I think I, I was reading that, too. It was, um, yeah, they changed. Um, I Definitely, I think they changed a, a, a lot of things. But, you know, I think it's still the same premise. Um, but, I, I mean. Yeah, same same premise. Yeah, but I loved everything with it. I mean, I, I loved it. I, I, I want to see it, like, again uh, to see. But <gasps> Can we? I know we need to because I want to see what they changed with it. Um, it's coming to DC. I know all of this because I want to see it again oh. too, and I've seen it twice now. Because oh my gosh, so I you've went, seen I, it more like, than me. The, I know, and the like the day I was waiting, I had it in my calendar. The day that the tickets were gonna go live where I am, because it's like, like if I miss it, I miss it. Like I'm not gonna get a chance yeah. to see it. It's not gonna come here again. So I was like, okay, the tour is coming on this date, and I overslept. 
and it was like noon. I'm like, oh my God, the tickets. And I went and all of them were gone except for there was, because I guess people just, you know, snatch them up to resell them. And there was one ticket left. Oh my gosh. One. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going alone. And I got that ticket. And then I found out about student tickets. And I went down to the box office and I got two student tickets for like 15 bucks each. And so I saw it twice. Oh, my God. Um, I love that. In a row. So like the <laughs> so day that I, I saw it on Sunday, that I saw it, I we had my friends and I had just went and saw Beetlejuice, the movie. They, they had a showing of it, I think, at the History <gasps> Museum because it was October and they like show a movie each week. And um, my friends so and I, fun. Oh, it was great. We were in this like movie theater in the History Museum and um, it was like not that many people. And so we went and saw that. And then after we were leaving there, we were walking down the street and saw the Beetlejuice musical um, was uh, open. And there was a showing that evening. So we walked in and we were like, let's just put our name in the ticket lottery or whatever. Oh, my God. So we did. And I got tickets. And then my friend got tickets. And so we had like all these tickets and we were like on the fourth or fifth row. Like we were right up at the oh front. Oh my gosh. Like it was like perfect. And we won those tickets for like 25 bucks. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it was perfect. I was like, this is so meant to be. So That's how you learned that there was a Beetlejuice musical? Yes, I was. Yes. <laughs> and then I was like, and then we got tickets <laughs> the same day. Like. That just, I like the fact that you didn't know means that they really, like it was a really underground operation. I know, at that I had point. no idea. I was like, oh my God. And I was so skeptical about it, but I, I, I fell in love with it. I am so excited. I want to talk to you. I want to tell you a little bit about how this musical came to happen um, because it's kind of, it, it's interesting to me at least. And I want to know if it's interesting to other no, people. No, I would love to hear it too. Um, and, okay, excellent, good. So I'm not just talking to myself, no. but also. Austin, there's obviously a reason why Austin is joining me for this Beetlejuice discussion. Like, it, of course, Austin has to be here. So before we go into it, I kind of, I, I feel like I've explained a little bit about how he knows um, everything there is to know about Beetlejuice, but I want to put him to the test with a little trivia. Oh, no, Austin, it's okay. <laughs> now I'm nervous. God. <laughs> now everything I know about, no. I'm going to be like, who's Beetlejuice? <laughs> Girl, join the club. Ariana does this to me like every other week. It'll be like in the middle and she's like, surprise right. trivia. So welcome to the club. Surprise, Sydney. Welcome to the club, girl. Surprise, Sydney. All right. We, I got five questions for you. All right. Well, six. I have a bonus question. I have six questions. And there's a couple of bonus there's in there. There's always got to so be a bonus Without round. further ado, of course there's a bonus round. So this one's real easy. You're going to get this. Starting out nice and chill. The two protagonists, and this is a Beetlejuice movie that I'm talking about. The two protagonists in the film are Adam and Barbara, a recently deceased couple trapped as ghosts in their own home. What is Adam and Barbara's last name? Oh, Maitland. Okay. <laughs> he just rolls his eyes at me. Okay. All right, Maitland. They're going to get harder. Um, I know. <laughs> it's like, what pattern was the wallpaper in the dining room? <laughs> like, I actually have a couple I like know. That, I'm like, Girl. But I was like... I, <laughs> I was like, I think that's too mean to do. I'm like, I think he'd know it, I think I would. but I'm not going to do it to him. Well, I, I, I had an Otho color question that I thought you would know, but okay. we'll get there. We'll get there. Right. Um, so the bonus question you already answered without me asking, which is what two actors play the role of Adam and Barbara? Oh, Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin. Yeah. See, Austin's already bored with this quiz. You went from nervous <laughs> to bored so fast. <laughs> okay. This one. In the film... How do Adam and Barbara die? Car crash. Yes. Well, they drown. Yes. They drown. Um, okay, yes. They did drown. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, well, and the dog. Yeah, we just breezed past the fact that a dog, like, had his little foot on the board that was keeping their car up. That's so cute. Oh, can I just put in a little fan theory? Oh, my God, yes. So, I just saw this the other day, and I never thought about this, but, in like, whenever they're going into town um, at the very beginning, they're driving, and... Um, the dog, you see the dog wander across the street. Yeah. And it's coming from Jane Butterfield's real estate agency. So people were saying that, oh, that's her dog. And they didn't want to sell the house. So, like, they think somehow or another, like, she was. She sent her she dog. She sent her dog. <laughs> or she had something to do you with know? it. Like, she's, like, hiding behind the shed or something and, like, placed her dog there. I don't I know. I would believe it. And so that she way was that crazy. she could sell their house. But I don't know. I was like, and oh, yeah, that's as soon funny. as so, As soon as they're dead. She's like, oh, it's on the market. Outside and like hand in her card. Yeah, it's on the market. Oh, it's on the market. She's like, it's sold. You she, know, that was actually a bonus question was 
what's the name of their real estate agent? Oh, and Jane, I was like, he knows Jane that. <laughs> you know her last name. Yeah. Okay, you're incredible. Well, this is the bonus round to the, the death question. In the Broadway musical adaptation, and I don't even know, it may have been different in D.C., but do you, did they die differently in the Oh yeah, the they play? they fell in a hole or something. Yeah, they yeah whenever yeah. they were redoing the house or something or I don't know. I can't. Yes, yeah, they fell. Yeah, that was it. They like fell through like this trapdoor. They had this. They fell through loose floorboards, which I didn't get to see that because I saw the touring production. And turns out you can't just like um, dig a hole into the stage venue that you're renting. So <laughs> instead of having, they didn't have a t- trap door. So what they did is they got electrocuted. They like. We're doing oh, home repairs and they like put their little plugs together and then they get electrocuted. It was oh, great. Okay. And I didn't know, th- I didn't know that it was different than that. I was like, Oh great. That's so cute. Oh, funny. I never, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know they had changed it, but that makes sense. Yeah. You can't have a hole in every stage. <laughs> sure. Can't <laughs> these poor Maitlands, they've died every way, six ways from Sunday. <laughs> um, this one, I wonder if you're, I'm like, this one's tricky. We're getting tougher. Um, the production studio initially hated the title of Beetlejuice. They hated it, the movie. So what alternative title did they suggest? Uh, I feel I know this. It was like uh, Boo or Ghost or... or, or they, they did. That is another one that they thought of. This one is Scared Something. Oh, Scared Sheetless. That's what it... Okay, yeah. Yeah. Scared Sheetless. <laughs> what uh, a that's stupid what it was. name. Yeah, I knew it was something. Yeah, I was like, it was something weird that I'm like, thank God they did not choose that. Um, it, it's for me that felt like a very classic like 80s movie title exactly you know? like it was always some campy pun yeah. sort of situation no so i think they, it aged much better with just beetlejuice like yes yes scared i like it way better yeah. this one you're definitely gonna know um in the underworld the maitlands are assigned a caseworker who is their caseworker? Juno. Yes. Sylvia Sidney. <laughs> she was great. Yes. Oh. She's iconic. She's delightful. And I like that they kept her in the play. I thought that was great. Oh, me too. And she's Beetlejuice's mother. Hello. I know. I love it so much. I know. I, I love the little twist. That and we'll that. talk about it, but they do change details of the plot for the musical to kind of like elevate it and make it a little bit different oh. than the movie. And including, you know, Lydia's parents, like including some big numbers. But I like that they kept Juno. That was important. Oh, God, yeah. I'm so glad that they kept Juno. And they kept the... Um, Miss, Argentina. Miss Argentina. Yes. I think she had her own song. Yes. Yeah. My Little yeah. Accident or whatever. Yes. I know. I oh, that. If I Knew What I Know Now. If I, that's what yes, it is. That, yeah. That's yeah. right. I, could, I couldn't believe it. I thought they were going to skip over her. And they're like, now nah, we're going to give her a 10-minute number. <laughs> Center stage. I can't believe you haven't dressed up as Miss Argentina before. I did Surely dress up have. as Miss Argentina. Okay. I was, when was yeah, that? Yeah, it was um, – uh, I dressed up as her in 2019 at, um, at like, a convention. It was, like – it's, like, a D.C. drag convention. Um, and Will you please send me photos? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I dressed up as Miss Argentina. Because it was perfect because they actually had the dress on Amazon. So it was it was. Perfect. Oh, my God. Yeah. Were you green? Uh, I painted my face green. I did not do my whole body Cute. because I didn't want to be a yeah, mess. That you... but, um, Austin's I definitely... also like seven feet tall. So I that would have been so a lot I'm of like green paint. everywhere. And the green that I did on my <laughs> face was like already kind of like going everywhere. Um, but... <laughs> I, I definitely want to redo that costume because, like, whenever I do a costume, I want it to be to the T perfect. So, like, mm-hmm. if I do it again, like, I really want to invest in, like, some nice body spray paint with, like, an yeah. airbrush that'll, like, stay on and, like, oh, really go yeah. into it. Uh, we, sh- we have to do this. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, I'm determined to be every character in that film. Like, we got to get Juno. We got to get our latex oh, yeah, going for her throat slash. Oh, I can do that. I love a good throat slash. I know you do. I know. Well, I have one more Juno question. Juno's, this is a bonus. Juno's other clients. She has other clients. She's a busy woman. She has other clients, including a football team who was killed in a car crash. The football team repeatedly confuses Juno with someone else. What do they keep calling Juno? Uh, coach. She's like, <laughs> I'm not your coach. He survived. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have to do full Juno, too, because you're too good at this. I know. I have one more question. One more question for all for all the money. All right, let's hear it. When Adam asked Beetlejuice for his qualifications, 
Beetlejuice lists his viewing of The Exorcist, among others, among other qualifications. Austin, how many times has Beetlejuice seen The Exorcist? 167. Holy shit, Austin. Is it 167? I think it is. Yes, it's okay, 167. Good. I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of Hardness Business School. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? Do you think I'm qualified? I'm dying. Sorry. I had, I had, once I you had start speaking quote. it, it just comes out. You get possessed, you know? It's like... You just, yeah, in, in true Beetlejuice fashion, I, I love that. And you know what, Austin? I, I, I wanted to tell you this because I was hanging out with Ariana, and I think I told the club this. I was hanging out with Ariana, and we went to, like, a haunted hayride situation last October. And there was just, I don't know why. There was, like, it wasn't Beetlejuice-themed. But there was, I don't know, someone had the costume, and there was, like, a guy working there, just entertainer, who was dressed full Beetlejuice. And I made, I quoted a Beetlejuice line to him, which, in retrospect, if you don't know that line, this is strange for someone to come up and say this to you. But I go, I eat anything you want me to eat, and I'll swallow anything, swallow anything you want, you me, want swallow. me to swallow. Come on down now. Chew on a dog. Chew oh, on a dog. Oh, oh. See, th- thank you. For me, I'm like, everyone. I got demons running all through me. All through me. <laughs> Bring your little on parts down here. Actor. We got plenty of snakes and lizards for them to play with. Austin, you really need to get a side hustle as like a Beetlejuice impersonator. Oh I'm God, not even kidding. That. I would love it. Well, whenever you I dress up it. as Beetlejuice when we were in Disney World, all the people wanted to take pictures <gasps> with me. I don't know if you Oh my that. God, that's There was like right. a line of for course. me. <laughs> there was a litter- we went to Disney because our, sis- our older sister's really uh, into Disney. And so we went to Disney for their haunted something. Minty's ha- Mickey's haunted something. Something, yeah. It was like a compromise to try to get her to come to Halloween Horror Nights at Orlando. And, and we, she did not come to Horror Nights. We ended up just going to, <laughs> to this one. But you can dress up, which you can't do at Horror Nights. So we all dressed up in costumes. Um, and Austin was dre- I was dressed as Tinkerbell. So you'd think that little kids would be like, look, it's Tinkerbell. I know, it's Tinkerbell. Like two, two. No, everyone was obsessed with Austin in his full Beetlejuice attire that literally we couldn't move throughout the park. Because people kept stopping us and trying to get photos with him. People yeah. were shouting out well, lines. What was funny, it was to like him. the parents were like the ones that were recognizing me and the kids yeah. were and they were kinda of scared, but the parents were like, Go in there and take a picture with Beetlejuice. Get over there. Get over there. That's Beetlejuice. <laughs> they were. They're like, That's Beetlejuice. Get I over know. there. I know. The kids were like You go stand oh next to that God. man. Who is that? <laughs> I yes, Austin, you really need to commit. He had the bald cap. It looks so good. I can't I think that bald cap was like a Benjamin Franklin bald cap and I just it into like yeah Beetlejuice I remember us being in the hotel bathroom and like meticulously you were applying all the paint and the mold yeah oh you looked so good I have to find a I have to find those photos yeah one more question for you all right and if this doesn't prove how obvious it is that I picked Austin to talk to me about Beetlejuice today I don't know what will last question Austin who was the production designer for Beetlejuice I can give you a whole story. He rolled story his eyes. Bo Welsh was the production designer. <laughs> and Bo Welsh, is, that's how him and Catherine O'Hara met, was on the set of Beetlejuice. And now they've been happily married ever since then. And they have like that two, makes two my children. Heart explode. Yeah, they live in Brentwood. Um, yeah, it, they, yeah, it, I love Bo Welsh. And I think he does the majority of Tim Burton films, uh, production design. Yeah. Because he has the vibe. He, he has, has the, the vibe. vibe. Him and Tim Burton vibe so well together. Like, the way he yes. does it. Yeah. And hello, he does the, the Schmitty, Schmitty Doon or whatever. Schmickadoon. Yes, that's what, what I was going to say. That show For you my musical more. lovers. Yeah, I've, I've, Austin and I are constantly trying to show each other shows. So he was showing me The Crown, which, great show, by the way. Thanks. What season did we start on season? We started on season four. And that's where I initially yeah. started my journey with it, too. So. We jumped straight to Elizabeth or Olivia Coleman. Oh yeah, we like, got to see Olivia Coleman. Is she and, in? And we got to see the you know the diet Margaret young Thatcher Diana. and Margaret Thatcher. Oh my yes. god, Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Yes. So if you guys, so he showed me that. But if you guys like musicals at all, which I hope so, because um, I'm going to be talking about them. I don't know if you've met, if you've noticed, but I talk about them a lot. So if you guys like musicals. There's a show that like nobody knows about and it's on Apple TV. That's why I heard myself as I said it. It's on Apple TV exactly, and it's yeah. called Sh- <laughs> I know. It's called Schmigadoon, which is obviously it's a play on Brigadoon and it's so fucking good. 
it's just a great musical and the the set the production design is really interesting and like kind of like cartoony and weird and different and Austin was kind of remarking on the production design and the set design because he has a, a niche interest in set design and he and I don't know if I mentioned this but Austin is an interior designer so that makes sense and the title credits were coming on for like another episode and it listed the production designer Bo Welch in the title card and Austin was like oh, that's Bo Welch that's Bo Welch and I was Bo- like who <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! So if yeah. Bo, like you if you're tell, listening, you got a fan. Once you saw that name, you were like, "Oh yeah, this oh, is a Bo Welch production." Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think he had. Well, the production for the production design for the musical, I was looking more into that because it's actually like it sounds like it's a really simple show, in that it's like a simple story that we've heard, and it's music and dancing. Yeah. There's nothing inventive and crazy about it, except for the set design is extremely, extremely good, and they oh, have yeah. three entire sets for the house that they use during the show see that is insane i did not know that but yeah i mean like the sets were just amazing how they did it with and with all the props and stuff like it was the giant snake i was about to say the giant snake they had that and then they also had that the the guy with the shrunken head he was on stage i love him like (laughs) he was dancing they they hit all the beats from the film which i am so appreciative of yeah and they really like picked up on like really fun characters like miss argentina the they did like a dance i think with the football players Um, they did they had the football players do a little dance no. All the all the important beats that you kind of like want, like the the fan service that you need, but it's 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 it is also different in that the movie, Beetlejuice is like barely in it. Austin, like how many minutes? It's like seventeen or something. Seventeen and a half. Oh my god! So yeah, Beetlejuice is only in Beetlejuice the movie for a very small fraction of the time, versus the musical, at least the one that I watched, and I'm sure yours was similar. Uh, it's like Beetlejuice is front and center. It's like Beetlejuice and Lydia, front and center. Yeah, they're like the duo, which is kind of like, they, that's kind of like a play on the cartoon series too, because yes. Beetlejuice and Lydia were very, I think they pulled elements from that cartoon series as well. Mm-hmm. They were like best they did. pals. They, yeah, it was like, because in the movie, it's Beetlejuice is a lot more like of a pervert. threat. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, which is great and I love it. Yeah. But, you know, you have to kind of tweak that a little bit if you want to make the main character in your show likable. And I think that they managed to make Beetlejuice likable in this musical. Oh, yeah, 100%. More likable. Yeah, no, definitely. Which I think is saying a lot. Well, I wanted to, if it's all right, I wanted to kind of explain how this musical came to happen because I'm kind of interested in... No, I would love to hear it. Production? Okay, great. So I'll keep it brief, but basically... Um, I have a quote from one of the musical producers that I really I thought really made a lot of sense and especially makes sense with like how I'm kind of protective of uh, creative work and sources that are like important to me and I want don't want them to be altered or just I don't know adulterated I'm not sure but he ha- I got this great quote that says when it comes to beloved adaptations in any form the goal is to elevate rather than replicate oh okay doesn't that make sense no, so it's definitely. like in this show was not initially successful. <laughs> oh no! I, yeah, no, I don't. I didn't think it was. No, but I, mm-hmm. they definitely. It wasn't. They yeah. So like the show, whenever they first made it, like it basically, I think it was who owned it? Fox maybe? I forgot who owned it. But whoever owned the rights to Beetlejuice was like, hey, we own this huge, like, property. We own Beetlejuice, and we could, we could reintroduce like a new audience to it in a new format, and then keep selling a bunch of merch and stuff like that literally yeah which it worked and now we have we had a beetlejuice horror house at horror nights i've got lots of beetlejuice merch i have my lydia deets pen on my fridge oh i love that um, which i got from this musical so it worked it was effective um but there were some really legitimate reasons that it wasn't initially successful so the dc show was apparently much more crude very crass which is oh yeah like beetlejuice came out like talking about fucking and cocaine and everything like i mean just like i was like oh my gosh oh he does cocaine in this one too okay so that stayed with the production (laughs) they kept the cocaine they kept that one i think they got rid of a couple of his more pervy moments with like the female actors i think they're like "Mm, maybe not now in the the height of the me too movement it ain't the 80s anymore beetlejuice (laughs) keep it in your pants i know 
Um, so some legitimate reasons, but also in my opinion, some kind of unfair reasons uh, that they also took a lot of strides that they had to fix. So they had a very different target demographic from most Broadway shows. So like if you think about like what's on Broadway right now, we got Tootsie, uh, F- the Funny Girl Revival, um, Hades Town. If you think of like who's going to these shows, it's typically wealthier theater goers wealthier older people because that's oh, yeah. who can afford to yeah i mean like Broadway's whenever i cheap. was there there was like a bunch of like old people there so yeah and i don't know i mean you can be old and love beetlejuice that's fine of oh, course yeah. you, I'll, i'm going to be old one day and love beetlejuice okay. but at the same time that's not really who the audience was or who they were trying to target they're trying to target a more like light fun millennial ish audience millennial and younger i would say yeah. And those people can't afford, I can't, we can't afford tickets to these shows. So they were getting really bad reviews from big names. Like the New York Times wrote like a scathing review about Best. the Broadway production. I know. And, and, I, and I was like, well, New York Times, yeah, like this isn't for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> This don't. This isn't the show for you. This is for other people who are not reading the New York Times every day. Um, so... I, it got like a lot of flack and it took a long time for the musical to kind of find its audience and succeed. And eventually it did become really successful. So they, they, they lowered the ticket price. I think the ticket entrance price was like 67 was the starting price, oh, wow. which is yeah. right, which is less than I paid here for my full price ticket. So younger people were able to go to this show. And if you think about like who the main character is, I would say the main character in this show, if you had to pick one, would be Lydia. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they really, yeah, they focused around her. A lot, which yeah. I, that for me, like as, I don't know, a young woman, uh, I relate to Lydia a lot and I kind of always have. So having her, and you, I'm sure you have too. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So whenever they like are focusing on Lydia and they're trying to bring in these younger audiences, it, they had to, the way that they got so successful was TikTok. Oh, yeah. Now that you say that, I do remember seeing a lot of TikTok videos of that. And they would do a lot of reels on Instagram. Yes. So, and that was because the younger actors, the um, I think it was the alternate for Lydia, who then eventually went on to be the main Lydia at one point on Broadway. The Lydia's alternate just took to TikTok and was doing all the little TikTok dances. And she like involved everyone backstage. And then it kind of blew up and everyone got really obsessed with the music because one thing about musicals is you can really like the music and you can like the story and relate to it and it's important without having ever seen it. Oh yeah, 100%, yeah. So these people are getting really into these like teenagers and teenagers to the young 20s are getting really into it and are like doing the, because TikTok used to be a lot more lip syncy and so people are doing all the lip syncing to the music and dressing up in costume, auditioning over TikTok. The person who's on tour is Lydia right now. Her audition was through TikTok. She just sent oh them my gosh. her TikTok. Oh, that's awesome. Times are changing. Yeah, I love how that they're like catering or, you know, to the younger generation to bring in new people. And on a side note, that's why I'm so glad that they're doing the new Beetlejuice because the daughter who's playing Lydia's daughter is Jenna Ortega. Um, <gasps> Yes. yes. So, and I know that that will draw a younger crowd in because, like, the younger yes. crowd know her. Um, and she was just in the Wednesday uh, show on Netflix, and so mm-hmm. I, I think that it's a it's a it's a good move. So. And she was so underutilized in the Scream movies. You know oh what I God, mean? Oh my God, I know. And I liked her better than the main character. I'm like, I did I mean, like I her. I just paid more attention to her. I did too. I I think that she is just such a hot ticket and like well deserved. I think that she is. So Lydia, I'm wondering how they're going to make her Lydia's daughter in a sequel. I know, me too. Like, are they going to make her like a carbon copy of Lydia? Because they can't really do that because of how successful Wednesday was. And Wednesday and Lydia are very similar. It reminded me a lot. The Wednesday show reminded me a lot of Lydia Deeds. So, yeah. Yeah, me too. And that's one of the reasons that I think I like that show. Because that show, to be honest, was also for a younger audience. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) but I was still there for it because you, Austin and I are definitely young at heart. And I think that's why we like this musical so much and why it's so important to us. But also whenever it became successful, like it became very successful. So for the 73rd Tony Awards, they got eight nominations. 
Oh, wow. Which is a lot. Um, yeah. And that includes Best Musical. It includes Best Original Score, both of which were, are huge, huge nominations. Um, and it's important to know that the or for me, I thought it was interesting. The composer of the musical, he's Australian and he just, he had a dream. He had a wife and, and kids and he was in Australia. And he's like, no, I really, really, really want to be a Broadway composer. And so he picked up his family and moved to New York City, which is quite a move. Um, very culturally different than Australia. And he just picked up, moved there and really, really struggled to find work. Like he, he was making I think he did the compositions for like the King Kong musical. Oh, wow. Um, which didn't do well. Yeah, he had done a couple of not super successful musicals. And then he got picked up to do Beetlejuice because they were so desperate for decent music that he was like, I'll do it for free. And so he agreed to write them like three pieces. I think it was like write a ballad for Lydia, write a musical number for a, a pop musical number for Beetlejuice, and then I think an ensemble number. And one of those, I think, was Dead Mom. Oh, I love Dead Mom. Right. I know, which is like one of the biggest numbers in the show. But the music in this show, you've got some like more classic musical ballads, but you've also got like pop rock numbers like Dead Mom. And then you've got like jazz numbers. You've got tap dancing. Like it's all across the board, but it's all super, super energetic. And that was really his first Broadway hit. And then he went on from being kind of like, regretting his decision to uproot his life and move to New York City with his family and really struggling to being a Tony Award nominated composer. So I don't know. I really like that for him. But unfortunately, that was also the same year that Hadestown <laughs> happened and Hadestown oh, just God. like yeah. ate everything. Every single Tony was just like Hadestown, Hadestown. And oh. then Santino Fontana um, beat out Alex Brightman for best lead role because he had done Tootsie, oh, um, yeah. which was you know, he, he deserved that. But don't cry for Alex Brightman because he's about as beloved as any Broadway star could be. And you got to see Alex Brightman as Beetlejuice, didn't you? Because he was Oh, yeah, previews. I did. Oh, the, so, oh, they changed the, I didn't even. Yeah, yeah. So whenever, whenever it left Broadway, um, which was mainly because uh, it's kind of frustrating. So it was, it started getting really successful. People were obsessed with Alex Brightman as Beetlejuice. He just did such a great job of creating a character that, is reflective of Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice, but not identical to it. Yeah. And he kind of made it his own. Wouldn't you, would you say oh, so? Oh, 100%. And, like, he brought so much energy to the character, and like, and it needed a yes. someone with a lot of energy. I mean, I remember just watching him, and I'm like, how is this man still breathing? You know, like... And he's singing like that, too. Yeah. He's doing, like, the Beetlejuice the, the singing voice. The raspy Yeah. I'm like... Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know how he did it. His poor vocal cords. <laughs> I know eight eight times a week he would do that and he people just became absolutely mesmerized obsessed with him uh and he's still much beloved to this day like everybody loves Alex Brightman and it was so it, the show started to get really successful they had found their right demographic they had lowered the ticket price and they had now they had all these Tony Award nominations so kind of the broader public is starting to accept it as a Broadway musical um and then the theater, the Winter Garden Theater, which is where the musical was on Broadway, they wanted to get more money, which it, it, that's, that's their job, that's what they do. But they had a clause in their contract that said, if your sales dip below this point at any time, then we have the right to like void this contract. And their sales dipped way, way, way in the beginning whenever they weren't finding their footing quite yet. And then they shot up and they were doing really well. So at this point in time, they were doing really, really well. Um, but then COVID happened. Oh, God. And yeah. yeah, I know. And Broadway went dark. And they survived through COVID. They were doing as well as any other musical was doing. But it was this opportunity that a lot of theaters took to switch out shows. And Hugh Jackman, who is like a big name on Broadway, everyone's going to come pay big dollars to see Hugh Jackman. All those horny ladies oh, are going to yeah, come in. Hell, I'll pay $1,000 to see Hugh Jackman. Exactly. Lord mercy. Just to take a little peek. I know. Um, and so they're like, Hugh Jackman's going to come. Um, they want to ha they want to give him like his little one-man show or whatever on this stage. We know that's going to make a lot of money. So they used that clause in the contract where the sales dipped, not even during the COVID because everything shut down, but just from the early, early days of whenever the musical first hit Broadway. And they're like, oh, you know, technically um, we can cancel this contract. And they did. Ugh. And so 
it closed, I think, in 2020. And now it's on tour, and I'm really grateful for that. So they just kind of packed everything up, um, got some different, got some tour actors who, holy crap, are absolutely fantastic. So if you're a big Alex Brightman fan and you're like, no, I only want to see Alex Brightman. Like, the new Beetlejuice is played by Justin Collette, who honestly looks a lot like Alex Brightman, but also kind of, I've seen both of their performances. They're very, very similar. Oh, and they both played Dewey Finn in the School of Rock musical, which actually was apparently really cute. So they have similar vibes, but holy crap, I was like absolutely blown away watching him on the stage. And then Lydia was played by Sophia Ann Caruso, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who like mysteriously dropped out of the Broadway production. I know, I was like, didn't she like, I think, didn't she drop out whenever it was still on Broadway or something? I don't even Yes. Yeah. yeah, because the alternate who had, the alternate Lydia who had kind of garnered all this interest on TikTok, she eventually became the main stage front and center Lydia. And like, it was, it was very like, everyone in musicals and Broadway, everyone's just gossiping all the time. So everyone's like, what happened? Because she posted, the actress, Sophia Ann Caruso, posted on, I think, Twitter and was like, this like super vague message and was like my last performance was on this day if you wanted to see me you know it's too late essentially of course so dramatic something very dramatic i know um and i will say like her performance just from listening to her on the soundtrack on spotify was like perfect but i think what had happened was she had gone to the management team and i think if and this is rumor this is all rumor none of this has been confirmed but Word on the street is she was requesting um, equal pay to Alex Brightman to Beetlejuice. Oh, shit. Which is a big ask. Although, you know, I mean, she, she, is, she was like part, like one of the, the star, main character. Like the big, big character in it. So, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. see any issue with that demand. No, I don't either. I don't see any issue in it at all, but it was a bold ask. I th- it, the rumor is it was like an ultimatum. It was like you meet his number or I walk. And that could be completely not true, but that's what everyone's saying. You know, I think I read that too, yeah. Mm-hmm, and then they're like, eh. Same thing with Neff Campbell as Sydney Prescott. They didn't offer enough Ooh. money, so she was like, nope. And so... I cannot believe they didn't try harder for her. Which And that was for six. Yeah, for six. Which I is know. why I don't remember it. I know. I'm like, these bastards. These bastards, yeah. Um, For people who don't know about that one... Nev Campbell essentially was like, hey, you have to pay me better. I'm like the star of your franchise and other actors are getting paid more than me. Like, what the Literally. fuck? And, and all of horror and like Austin and I are on all these Scream fan pages and stuff like that. And we were just like constantly going back and forth as this was happening. Like, what's going to happen? Are they offering a new contract? Like, is she done? And then they didn't offer her more money. And I think a lot of Scream fans kind of gave up on the franchise when that happened. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because Nev, I mean, that's like thinking of Halloween without Jamie Lee Curtis, you know? It's like, yeah, Nev you Campbell can't. is the star. This is about her, you know? So they yeah. treated her so crappy, honestly. Because, like, I, I've seen a lot of, inf- I've, I've, you know, people know how I feel about the original Halloween, but I've grown to really love it. Um, and I've liked the new ones a lot because of how they keep Jamie Lee Curtis as the, the main draw and they really feature her in her skills and her talent and what she brought to the entire franchise and she was just so well taken care of that you can look up footage of them rapping on the last halloween and like she's like crying and like people are bringing flowers and like it's just this beautiful moment where everyone is like appreciative of her and she's appreciative of them and then they just fucking i don't know who's in charge of scream right now I don't know either. Just like toss Nev aside. I know. They were like, okay, well, we can do without you. And I'm like, oh my God. But then again. Can you? The, uh, literally, that's what I'm wondering. But this damn. You sure about that? The latest scream made more money than the fifth scream. So. God damn it. But I know. And I'm like, oh, so. That dude, uh, I know. It makes me mad. I'm like, okay, take some of that money you made. Give it to Nev. I literally, like all that money, I think it was like 147 or $149 million that movie made. Jesus Christ. Damn it. Well, you know, sometimes you try to stand up for yourself and it just doesn't work. And that just makes me so sad. But Beetlejuice, the musical, is not dead. It is, it is actively touring. Please go look up the musical and let me know what you think about it. 
and because I want to know what other people think about like the set design, the lighting design. I'm not going to go into it too much here, but if you are interested in set design and lighting design, you can find a set tour with the designer David Corins on YouTube. Um, and you'll see it's very, very faithful to Tim Burton's like strange and unusual art style. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it looked like, you know, like a Tim Burton set, you know, Bo Welch set. Yeah. So I think they took marvelous yeah. with the set. And, um, yeah, because Tim Burton, first and foremost, he's an artist and an illustrator. So then they kept, there's a lot of really cool, like, Easter eggs that they kept throughout the set. So if you're a Tim Burton fan or a Beetlejuice fan, I encourage you to check out uh, the set tour with David Corrins on YouTube. But the story is a little bit different than the original, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, the story is a little bit different. I'd call it darker. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely darker. And, you know, like, um, yeah, and some character, like, I think Barbara is more edgy, you know, I don't know. Like, the, yeah, the we get Barbara are... 2.0. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, the Barbara 2.0. And I'm like, oh, my God, Barbara. What's going Barbara. on? Barbara. So, yeah, but... they pump up. They pump up Barbara a lot. They give her her own little musical number. Where yes, she's like, they did. Yeah. I'm doing my, I'm going my own way, doing my own thing. But the story is mostly about Lydia's Lydia. yeah. mom, right? Because, and they, and they oh, yeah, mention they really it talk in the about opening. That, and they don't really talk about that in the film, you know, it's just like, she's no. just not there. So she's just um, not there. But yeah. And Delia's not her stepmom. What in the, in the show? Oh, maybe she, maybe she was in your show. She wasn't in my show. What was she? She was um, her dad's boyfriend. I mean, I mean, her dad's girlfriend. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I, yeah, I don't... I felt like she was the mother, but maybe she was just the girlfriend. I can't remember. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> There's been so many changes. But, yeah, the musical opens with Lydia's mom's funeral. Oh, and it's yes. Like a ballad. That, yeah, yeah, it did do that, yeah. And it's, like, really dark and... and sad and yeah, then I you think, have don't they, they're the, like out there with umbrellas and something i don't know yeah. yeah they have all their umbrellas and they're out around her coffin yeah. um and it's like really sad and then the whole musical is about her as a teenager losing her mom and her dad kind of very quickly moving on to cope and he's dating delia Dietz, um who is also a different character um but equally hilarious to the movie and then she kind of it's about her like kind of coming to terms with that loss which I really liked that they did that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I liked how they, like, kind of, yeah, focused in on, you know, honed in on that. Um, and it, it, I mean, and it definitely Lydia. kept my attention because, like, it was something different um, from the movie. Uh, it's like you're almost, like, getting a second part to the, the film or, like, yeah. more in-depth, in-depth, um, you know. Yeah, and but if that sounds like a really, like, sad and, like, lethargic musical, I just want to say... This is the most energetic musical I have ever seen. Oh my god, I know. Like with that's what I'm saying. The energy, and not just with Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. but just all of them. I mean, it was just like uh, amazing how they kept it so energetic throughout the whole thing, even through the, the the sad parts. Even through the sad part, and I just I loved her friendship with Beetlejuice. They made that relationship so much more fun and playful. Um, so that, that's why I really wanted to kind of talk about this with you, the Beetlejuice expert because I wanted to talk specifically about kind of, we've talked about the story, but I want to go into detail about the music because it's so varied. You have like pop, then you have a ballad, then you have like jazz. Oh, I know. Like it's like all over the place. And then you got the Calypso, like, you know. Oh yeah. You have a Calypso number. Well, like I was telling Austin, um, there's this new thing that I've seen on TikTok where people, and they do it for different musicals, but TikTok was like, we heard that you've seen the musical twice in two days. So we think that (laughs) the algorithm's like, we think we know what you want. And it was people ranking all of the music from any any musical, in this case Beetlejuice, from like their least favorite to their favorite, and then everybody arguing about it. So I encouraged Austin to do this with me. And uh, I think we have, I have my top three songs from this musical, and I think Austin does too, right? Yes, I do. Perfect. And I have a feeling they may be... You know what? I'm, I'm kind of curious. I, I, so the, I think there's like 18 total numbers in this musical. Oh, yeah. There's like a bunch of like... Yeah, there's a bunch of numbers. There's a bunch. And there's like a couple of like reprises and things like that. But, you know, I would say there's a, like a lot of original numbers. And uh, they're all different styles, like I've said. So I, I don't think I... I I'm going to predict in my brain what yours are, but I don't actually know. Um, 
And we've, we've been working on figuring out this stupid freaking share play thing or group share, group session. For like a week. Oh for literally a week. <laughs> but we've got it figured out. So Austin and I are going to be able to, even though we're not in the same room, we're going to be able to share the music um, that we're playing and then also share that with you guys so you guys can listen in too. So um, Austin, when you're ready, go ahead and play me a little clip from your third favorite number. Wait, let me guess first. Let me guess first. I'm putting it in my brain. Okay, I've got it. Okay, you have it? I, th- I, I have an idea of what, what may be in your top three, but I don't actually okay. know. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to play my, my third favorite. Okay, go. Okay. And Austin listens to like a lot of d- different music genres too. So like you listen to more country than I do. Do you hear it? So that's my dead mom. Yes, yeah, dead mom. <laughs> the like pop like, punk ballad of the Yes, that's what I really yeah, I really like that. And I think that was like one of the first songs that they that she sings. Yeah, because this is yeah, this is Sophia and Caruso or Lydia's like big number. This is like her huge number. She has a reprise of it for like the finale. Um and it's like the fifth song that's played. She does like a little ballad for the prologue, but yeah, this is like her number. She freaking crushes it. Um, oh, 100%. And this was in your DC viewing, right? Yes, this was, yes. <laughs> like, I'm in my car, like, bop into it but it's like about her being sad that her mom's dead <laughs> oh my gosh i know and, and i know i'm like sucks. am i supposed to feel good about this like but i was jamming out like i couldn't quit shaking around like, girl i feel bad body. for your dead mom but this is a bop <laughs> i know i was like this is a bop and like her voice just kind of reminds me of like i don't know like 90s grungy yes. like i don't know i love it you so be honest have you sung this one in the car of course I've sung oh, this excellent. one in the car to the top of my lungs. <laughs> the top of Dead mom! <laughs> Dead mom! Dead mom! Uh, oh. oh my god, incredible. I am so glad that that was in your top three, and I did predict that one to be in your top three. So, ten beetle points to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a game now, yes. I've decided. <laughs> I'm ten beetle points. <laughs> okay, yay for dead mom at number three. Okay, I knew that'd be in your top three. I d- um, okay, now I'm trying to think about what else. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Give me your number two. Number two. Number okay, two. Let's see. Oh. Do you hear that sound? Yes! That beautiful <laughs> sound. That is the sound. This is like one of the most clean, white, short, fun numbers round. that they do. I know. That's why I love it. And I just love the screams. I like, love the like, screams. Definitely. Like, it's like a dark song, but it's just like so chippery. Like, it's so cute. And I, I like that it was different than the movie because Lydia and Beetlejuice are like in it together, like for way longer than just the beginning part. Like, it's like they're like fully in it, like becoming besties. Oh, 100%. It's so yeah, cute I, watching them become besties. I know. I love that part. And, I, I, yeah. and it's I, right I, after the intermission, so it like really like wakes everyone up a little bit. Yes, exactly. Like it gets you, gets you going again. And I'm so glad that like it was it was still in it or they kept the song. So, oh, so that was also oh, were all of yours in the DC recording? Yes. Amazing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see if I wrote that down for my predictions for you. Hold on. Okay. No, I didn't. It didn't make my. Pre- oh wait, yes, it. No, it. No, it didn't. It was in my initial list of something, something, but I can't tell you. Panic and stress. <laughs> Adorable. This is also the number that they bring out. It gets extra points because they do like a tap number with people in skeleton suits. Yes. And it's adorable. Yes, I- Oh my god, I know. I would just love to be one of the background people screaming. <laughs> or one of the random Beetlejuices, because halfway through Hello. this, they have like... Yes! Yeah, they bring out a bunch of them. And then they just bring out a ton of other Beetlejuice dancers. I oh, remember incredible. whenever they brought them out, and I was like, oh my god, there's more I, Beetlejuice. There's more Beetlejuice. I love that whenever people, heard, like naysayers, whenever they heard about there was going to be a Beetlejuice musical, they're like, what is it going to be, a bunch of tap dancing Beetlejuices? Sometimes. Oh my god. And it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was 
a freaking amazing. You got a problem with that? And I love the trumpets. Oh, oh the trumpets are great. They're them yeah. dancing all around the set. Yeah. They get to bounce on the couch, and the couch was um, designed by the set designer who was really emphasizing Tim Burton looks. Have you know what the couch like the striped couch? Striped yes. white. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. And the set yeah. designer was like, whatever, like this this is the one piece that when this show is done, it's going home with me. I love it so much. Because it's this couchy oh. design, but it's also a trampoline. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, because oh, Lydia, wow. I think, bounces on it. People are always bouncing on it, especially yeah. in this number. Freaking I do cute. remember that, so that makes sense that it was actually a trampoline. <laughs> it was actually a trampoline. Oh my God, I love it. They didn't forget to mention Strange and Unusual a lot in the musical. Oh, I know. I love it. I love, I really love like how much they brought from the film to the play and, and also from the cartoon. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. Like the, yeah. I only knew about, like, I knew the cartoon existed. I didn't realize how brief it was, and I didn't really know what was different about it until this musical, and then I, and everyone was talking about the cartoon. And the cartoon looks really cute, actually. Oh, yeah, it is. Like, I, I have it on DVD. And I, Wait, do you I, there's really? There's not many of them. Yeah, there, there, there weren't many episodes, but um, all of them were great. And uh, Lydia and Beetlejuice have a really great... Uh, bond in the cartoon and they're kind of fun and funky so I feel like they kind of pulled that from the cartoon and brought it onto the play which I'm so glad they did so. and Danny Elfman still did the he did the theme music for it I'm looking at it now so it started the cartoon started in 1989 and it ran ooh only until 1991 okay interesting so pretty short but I think it has a bit of a cult following people really like it Be oh yeah fans. 100% yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Both excellent choices, by the way, so far. I agree with everything. All you're right. Doing. Those are all good. Well, I think you probably have a guess what my top number one is. I'm a, I think I do know what it was. Oh, you already know, honey. Knew it! <laughs> you already knew it. Do you need to lie down? No, no. Also, that actress, Leslie Kritzer, you saw her. Like, yes. In incredible. Amazing. Like, I was so happy. I was like, this cannot be Beetlejuice without the dinner table scene. And the shrimp. And the shrimp. And they did it. They did it. They did it. And I was so happy. I was so happy. I thought they pulled it off well. I thought they were able to make it musically where it's not just them. Because they can't just have them. They can't just start mouthing Harry Belafonte. They're, you know, you have freaking singers oh, on yeah. stage. But how oh, do you do it authentically? Yeah, and like, like and this. swear it to like make it sound good. Like. Didn't you play the song at your wedding? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. And this song um makes me think of obviously the Harry Belafonte version. <laughs> this song makes me think of you so much, and I was hoping this would be in your top three, because do you remember whenever we threw that little Harry Belafonte party in our bedroom? Oh my God, I do. Yeah. I do. Oh, Austin loved this movie, loved Harry Belafonte. And so we went and I, I found just like some pineapples, like foam pineapples and random yeah. like tiki decorations yes. in like the attic. And I'm like, I know exactly what to do with this. And I like hung it all over our bunk beds. <laughs> yes. And then we had like we were dancing our little butts off. We were. Them. Oh, that was fun time. And then I remember one time we were <laughs> playing with the Ouija board and I was like, trying to get possessed I was like can you possess me to sing Deo <laughs> you did I remember that and your ass is up in the room moving that Ouija board around I I'm like I was moving it around to be fair and I do it again and you know what you know dad burned that Ouija board right <gasps> burned no. it burned it Austin so it was my grandmother's oh. Ouija board right you played with it with oh. us too <gasps> yeah and I brought it to MSMS to my boarding school and um I came home and I told him I was like because I was having a lot of fun like playing with people and freaking them out and he literally said that girl is having too much fun with it and I went home back to uh -uh. MSMS and he burned it. Oh my god. I know and I was like jokes on you dad. That's how you release all the spirits. <laughs> Fool. Literally. Um Austin 10 out of 10. I you did you picked well. I didn't hate any of those songs. There's only one song on this list that I like literally no, I don't even hate it I just like whenever I see it I'm like was I know that that's in the how play? I was whenever I was yeah that's Wait, it There's, which one what, um, what I know now no not what I know now um home I guess Lydia has a song that's home oh I don't know 
thought that was in the original. Movie. It, 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 I forgot. I didn't notice that it was in the musical. So that's oh, the only one yeah. I was like, that one is the only one that I don't know if I would like if it was on his list. But I like your list. Well done. Okay, Yay, good. Austin. Thank you. Now I can't wait to hear your top three. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, I, I've done this twice. Once with my friend Aiden, who I met at Beetlejuice at the musical. And then <laughs> I love it. And then again for you. So let me see. I got my list here. Okay. So this is this is my number three. Everything, everything happens for a reason. Do you remember this one? I do remember this one. Was this in the DC version? Yes, it was, and it was. It's in my. Um, it's not one of my favorites. <laughs> oh my god! It's in your bottom. <laughs> yeah. No. Tell me. So guys, this is um, Delia Dietz, who is not her stepmom, but is dating her and dating her dad and in this version she's like a life health guru very into her crystals and very like the yin to Lydia's yang which I thought was a really fun change making her like super upbeat and positive so I just empathize with her a lot with this version of Delia like I'm like you and me are the same girl I love it no I I mean it's a great song and I still jam I jam to it um I don't know it's just it's kind of reminds me of like it sounds like a Disney movie. I don't know. Oh my it god, it like, totally does. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like to something me, out to of me, a Disney film. It's very Disney. Um, yeah. I thought I like seeing Disney next to Lydia. <laughs> I know. <think that's> <laughs> there you go. I did have um, an honorable mention, which is um, that beautiful sound, which was your number three. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. That was my that was my honorable mention. Um, okay, and and you'll notice that. Another th- reason for my top three is all of these are somewhat within my vocal range, so I can sing them in the yeah, car. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm like, I can sing that one very loudly in the car. Um, let's see. Number two. All right, number two. Number see. two for me is going to be... Oh, I mean... Okay, okay. I mean, to. where can you go wrong, Dead Mom? <laughs> Dead Mom is the MVP. I got to say, yes. it's so good. I mean, Sophia just did such a, an amazing job with it. And I just, I love her voice. So. I love her voice. And um, the girl who's on tour, the actress who's on tour now, has a very, very similar sound. Oh, does um, she? Okay. Yeah, so she, like, I was mesmerized. Because I knew, I knew this song before I saw the tour. Oh, my God. And I was just like, ooh, this is going to be tough because it's such a specific yeah. vocal style. Crushed it. Well, so is Beetlejuice, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 100%. And Justin Collette crushed it. So that's that's number two. Dead mom. Dead mom. I had to make the list. And my number one actually isn't on your list either. Uh-oh. Okay. But th- this is my favorite song. And my, my list has changed a bit, but this is currently my favorite song from the Beetlejuice musical. It's also one of the last songs. Oh. Creepy old guy. This almost made my top three. Did it? Yeah, I loved it. This one's great. It's about Lydia getting when she's getting married to Beetlejuice, which in the movie I guess is just kind of played as this like dark, scary thing. More creepy. Yeah, a little bit more pervy in the in the movie. Because he's like 600 years old and she's 16. And there's like no acknowledgement that that's like as gross as it is. In this one, they're like, no, we're going to straight up call out that that's gross. And they make it so that they're kind of like playing along with Beetlejuice to like, yeah. cool him, which is super cute. Yeah, I, I love that. Some girls may seem disgusted, but they're actually just shy. Hilarious. Oh, yes. <laughs> Play that wedding tune. Play that wedding tune. I'm glad I waited. I know I'm old. But I'm glad I waited. Oh my god. <laughs> Can we get a good run? Yeah, I love that they like call that out and like make fun of it and like go with it. They also have this comment that I really like. Dressed to a T, fancy and formal. I found me a wife, Lachayim, to life. This is so normal. I 
was ignored, but now I'm adored, cause I extorted, tortured, and lied, give it up for my underage bride. There we go. Underage Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. I mean, that's amazing. It just brings so much more like, levity, comedy. To yeah, it, and I love it, and it's like the truth. It's the truth because it's like they just kind of brush through that in the movie. So I'm like, okay, okay, we're gonna discuss. Oh yeah, it. This I is, know. All right, excellent. Yeah, they so brush through that so quickly. And it's kind of like what I was saying when I was saying that like they managed to. And it's not like Beetlejuice is unlikable in the movie, but he's very clearly the villain and like not a sympathetic one. Oh yeah, definitely. He's so much more like fun and light and fluffy in the musical. Yes, he is. And and I like that. Well, those are my top 3. I love them. I'm I'm so glad that you liked them. I loved having you on the show. I thought that Oh my gosh. This was so much fun. I love cuz nobody else can like geek out about Beetlejuice with me quite the way that you can. Oh my god, no, no. Like, I mean, Beetlejuice is my everything, and you're everything. So <laughs> Why don't like, we have tattoos? Is... Honestly, it's just stupid at this point. I want one so bad. We've got to get, like, matching Beetlejuice tattoos or something. I We need to brainstorm what, like, because there's a bunch. we got to think about it, because, like, I don't want, like, Michael Keaton on my body. But, <laughs> yeah, but, you know. You, no, but, no, Michael Keaton? No. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, you know, maybe, like, a snake or something. Oh, a snake would be actually really cute. Yeah, I would be I like down for one. that. Yeah. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed our hyper focus about Beetlejuice the musical today. Um, and Austin, we're going to bring you back on soon. So don't go oh, far yes, away. Please. All right. I'm just a hop, skip, and a jump away, dear. <laughs> Sounds perfect. And I'm going to send you guys out with uh, the the last song of Beetlejuice the musical, uh, which is a jump in the line reprise, just in honor oh, of Austin. Oh, that one was. I oh, know. I wish I had a top four because that would have been up there, too. I knew you'd like it because it's Belafonte. So. Here's a little Belafonte oh, yeah. for you guys. See you next time. Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Shake, 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 Sonora. Shake your body line. Shake, 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 Sonora. Shake it all the time. name is Sonora. I tell you friends I adore her. And when she dances, oh brother, she's a hurricane in all kinds of ways. Jump in the line, jump in the line in time. Look